Hey, hey, friends. So today is really exciting to me because I get to share an episode with one of, oh my goodness, Dorian and I have been connected now for maybe four or five years. Uh, And we started our relationship online. Uh, She was a former coaching client maybe four or five years ago where we sat down and really worked some things out for her business. And I have had the pleasure uh, of watching her brand at Your Career Girl just grow. Uh, Dorian's story is a little bit different because Dorian is still working a full-time job and is not interested in leaving her full-time job, period point blank in the period and what I found most interesting about Doreen when I met her uh, four or five years ago was that that was her story then and it is still her story now but she's found a very lucrative way to help other professional corporate driven women close the pay gaps and really come out on top as it relates to what they want to do and getting paid to do so it's an amazing thing. Uh, Dorian has really been through some things she's going to share on the episode with us about having to take some step backs and really being honest with her audience and really getting to a mental capacity of where she is right now that has helped her see the success that she has seen in her business. She's working in the diversion and inclusion department in Google, like homegirl's doing the absolute most, living her best life. And I am so excited that she was available to have this conversation with me in our girl chat series. So today I want to introduce you to Dorian St. Fleur. Uh, I do consider her a friend that we have been connected online, like an internet friend. Uh, and I'm excited for you to hear the show. And of course, as always, once you've heard the show, please, please, please connect with Dorian and let her know that you heard her through the show. If you've got questions for her at your career girl, uh, you can connect with her online. She'll tell you how to do that as well. But I'm excited today and I hope you're excited as well. Get your pens, get your papers, or just sit back, get your tea, get your wine, whatever you're going to be sipping on today as you listen to the show. And be sure to connect with me after the show to let me know what you think. All right, ladies, let's hop into today's Girl Chat episode. You're listening to the K Whitaker Podcast, created for boss moms and wives committed to slaying both their family and professional goals. You could say this show is the intersection of being a really good boss, a really good mom, and a really good wife, and doing them all on your terms. My name is Kay Whitaker, and I'm your host, and together we'll have unfiltered conversations with moms from across the world about what it really takes the life that you dream about. Our guests will share stories of triumphs, fears, challenges, and will empower us with their own perspectives on how we can navigate through our own challenges and conquer them to come out victorious on the other side. I'm an entrepreneur running two businesses alongside my husband, Tim. We're raising four kids ranging in age from teenager to infant, and all of our kids outside of the infant are super, super busy. But with everything that we have going on, we pride ourselves on making sure that we still make time for each other and we still take our individual time to do the things that we love. I've designed this show to be a safe place for honesty, vulnerability, and empowerment to support one another as we boldly go after life's dreams, tear down old ideologies that keep us hostage, and as we pursue our own modern definitions of success. If you're an ambitious boss mom looking for a community that supports you while you continue to evolve into the woman that you and everyone else loves, then I invite you to stick around because you're already amongst a good group of girlfriends. Now, without any further ado, let's hop into today's episode. So today I'm talking with Dorian. Yay! Welcome (laughs) to the show, lady. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Kay. You are welcome. So I'm excited to have Dorian here because I was telling her offline that she was one of the first clients that I had what, five years ago. It's been a little while. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was not all about the boss life. <laughs> like she was, <laughs> she is a boss. Don't get it twisted by any stretch of the imagination. But she was like, no, 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 no. Okay. I like my full-time coins. I'm not here to, you know, retire from the full-time coins. I'm going to keep those, but I'm going to add some additional coins here on the side. (laughs) (laughs) And that inspired me. Uh, And I realized, even though I was fresh in entrepreneurship for about a year, that everybody didn't want to, or it wasn't everybody's desire not to have a job. And wasn't nothing wrong with that. 
Like mm-hmm. it was okay. And I was more inspired that she knew enough about who she was and what she stood for to say, no, you know, not right now, you know, maybe in the future, but for right now, this is where I am and this is what I'm trying to do. And I'm just looking for a way to maximize in the season that I'm in. So that was awesome for me and Dory and I have been connected now since then I don't think we ever really let each other go just in passing on social media Uh, and I wanted to talk to Dorian because Dorian is a career coach for women one Uh, she's still working and she's got an amazing new opportunity I'll let her share those details um, if she can Uh, and then she's a mom and like homegirl is doing a lot so we got podcasts we've got courses that we launched there's all types of stuff while still working her full-time job, while still being an amazing mother to her child, to her daughter, her chocolate drop is amazing. You have to go on her social media and see her. She's the cutest looking thing in the world. Uh, (laughs) And that is always inspiring to me because I love seeing other women do like juggle it because I feel like I'm a busybody. So when I see another busybody, our spirits connect and I feel like Dorian is a busybody. talking to her today uh, and I want to let her give a little bit of history and a little bit more detail about who she is and what she does Uh, and then we're just going to share some girl talk on today about what it looks like to be a mom and kind of balance all of this stuff behind the scenes. Awesome yes thank you again so much for having me so yes in thinking about this conversation and getting prepared I just really thought about when did I first meet Kay like when did this happen and it was about like four or five years ago when I first started Your Career Girl which is my brand um, and I was just like what do I do and I, I, I don't remember how I found you it was on, it was on Instagram I, I'm assuming um, but you were advertising just your brand and who you were and I went on your website and I'm like hmm investing in a coach a strategy session what does this even mean like I was so new to all of this now I've oh my gosh like I'm in everybody's courses I've done everybody's (laughs) stuff I guess (laughs) I'm definitely a junkie in that way but then this you are literally my first investment and we sat down and we had our strategy session I remember you were in your kitchen like I still remember it so vividly I was it was on my lunch break at my job that where I was and you just helped me map out what this business is like you asked me questions about just like who do I want to serve what I want to do like all of this stuff that to me was the the foundation to who your career girl is today so Mm -hmm. I really thank you for that because just even who my ideal customer it's so many basic um, entrepreneurial questions and business questions that you asked me and and we shared on that day that literally set the tone for who I serve and what I do and I've just been iterating on that for the years since then so it's been amazing um your career girl has grown it's an online digital um community where I basically help women of color thrive in their nine to five so I'm all about helping women get the resources the training the support the community they need so that they can do what they want to do in their careers and my mission with your career girl is to eliminate the pay gap eliminate the leadership gap for women of color I'm tired of not seeing any black women CEOs in the fortune 500 I'm tired of you know hearing that black women get paid 63 cents less than white men and Latina women get paid 53 cents less you know I'm tired of that so this all the work that I do with your career girl and even the work I do in my nine to five I still am in that nine to five because those coins are still amazing Um, (laughs) I work um, I'm in diversity and inclusion and I'm actually about to start working for Google which is an amazing 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 opportunity Um, we've, my family and I, my husband, my daughter, we've moved across the country to really get this started. And so I love this work and I do it in my nine to five in my business. I talk about it. I'm reading about it all the time. And I'm really passionate about women of color, about black women. Um, I'm just passionate about making sure that we get those coins, whether it is in our nine to fives, whether it's, you know, and expanding to into side businesses, whatever you need. Career means so many different things to me. And I want to help them uncover what that purpose is, clarify what their career vision is, and then work it, do it. Stop talking about it. It's time to do it so that we can really get paid what we're worth, do what we love, and just be happy overall. And she's amazing at it, guys. You have to go to Instagram and look at her receipts on her Instagram. Like, ladies, if you are at a point where you're looking to make sure that you are maximizing in your career from a financial standpoint, like, we're not talking about sneeze on us money. Like, we talk about real, <laughs> real coins, 
that make real differences. Uh, and we talking about five digit increases. Like this mm-hmm. is no joke. Okay. So Dorian is the real deal for real guys. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I've known her for a little while. Like I've watched her and I've watched this thing grow. I had no idea. Uh, I appreciate what you said uh, in your introduction. I had no idea that those things that, and you know, that's a whole nother testament to really understanding who you are and what you bring to the table, because sometimes we, you know, squat on our own skill sets. And to hear that what we worked on four years ago was the foundation to something that y'all is growing. It's, it's going, it, it's not little stuff. Okay. Um, it's a real, it's a humble moment. Because I did not realize mm-hmm. <laughs> how much. Yep. You were I, the first. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go to something real quick, and I'm sure we're going to get into a whole bunch of other stuff. But you mentioned that you got a new job with Google. Go Google, girl. Like, so everybody on the show that's listening to the show, you can officially say that you know a brown girl that works at Google and is killing yep. it. Okay. <laughs> Not only did she move from New York and we're now in California, uh, we took the family with us. So husband is gone too. Okay, so really quickly, let's talk about this because this is probably something that is going to come up in question Mm -hmm. uh, because I know a lot of times as women, even for myself, my career allows me to work from anywhere. So if my Mm -hmm. husband has an opportunity that requires us to relocate, there's a lot of thought process that goes into picking up everybody in the house and mm-hmm. moving them from, and you went like cross the country. The whole country, <laughs> yes. Like you crossed all 50 states. Yes. Uh, what was that like? Because I know from a woman to man standpoint, there's tension. Mm-hmm. And I don't care that I can work from anywhere. I'm like, hey, dude, um, you know, my family's here. My mom is a big help for us. Mm-hmm. But anytime he started talking about moving, I'd be like, oh, here we go. Here we go. But that's just the nature of his career. So mm-hmm. what was your husband's reaction when you told him, hey, babe, you know, I'm hired and mm-hmm. I'm hired and we got to go to California. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this has been to me, the move in and of itself has been uh, just a couple of years process. In fact, this triggered another memory with you and I where I was visiting um, Texas February of 2018 because I thought I was going to Texas and I remember you or maybe I, I don't know if I actually reached out to you or maybe I just thought of you in that time but I was like oh Kayla's in Texas and all this kind of stuff and there would I there's 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 black people there and <laughs> all this kind of stuff um, I just knew I knew that I was going to leave New York I'm from New York born and raised Brooklyn BK all day all that good stuff but I just never felt like New York was home for me. Mm. All the things people love about New York, the fast pace, the loudness, the fact that it doesn't sleep, the the subway and how things are accessible are all the things I hate about it. Like the sirens give me anxiety. Um, they literally make me angry. I could be in a conversation about anything and I hear them and I just get so upset. <laughs> and um, the commute um, every day, my commute wasn't even that long, but just it was just stressful. I, I didn't enjoy it. And so I've known for years that I was going to leave New York. I've lived in other places. I went to Spelman College in Atlanta. Okay. I've lived in Richmond, Virginia with my mom in high school. So I've lived other places. So I've experienced that suburban life. I know that there's other things besides New York. My husband is from New York, Brooklyn forever. Um, and so he was just like, no, this is just where I live. And right. but I had told him, I told him jokingly, but not jokingly, um, like about <laughs> three years ago, I said, well, listen, I'm leaving New York with or without you. Um, and I kind of just put that in his head a little bit. I wasn't, I had nowhere to go, but I was just like <laughs> letting him understand like how serious it serious was that I need to leave. This is affecting my happiness, my health, just everything. I don't like being here. I'm not living my best life in New York. Um, so I kind of started that process. His family is from here. They, you know, were all here. And so he was like, well, I don't know how we gonna make this work, but we'll figure something out. So that's how we started to say, all right, let's, let's explore. So we just started exploratory. Then last year in 2018, um, we visited a few places. We went to Texas. I've never been before then, but I thought Texas is where I need to be. I have no idea why I thought that, but really? I went, we visited, um, Austin, which it was okay. Mm-hmm. We visited Houston, which I loved mm-hmm. and, um, he hated it. 
Really? And I remember he did. And I remember, you know, sitting on the couch in the Airbnb that we rented, my daughter was sleeping and I was just crying because he was like, I can't do this. I don't want to leave New York. Like I hate it here. And I was just like, but I thought you said we were going to move. Like it was so emotional um, that that was happening. And I was like, my dreams of leaving New York is just not happening. So we went through all of that. Um, we had the argument that I'm not speaking to you. I can't believe that you're changing your mind. We did all of that in February of 2018. Um, so I think that it just, it got a little easier when I told him that I'm hired because we already went through that. Had that not happened, which I think God always knows what he's doing. Yeah. If we hadn't had those preliminary conversations, because even, so we went to Texas. That was one thing he said he hated. I said, fine, let's talk about Florida. So we went to Florida a few times. We found beautiful homes, great pricing, all of that good stuff. We, we, that was a possibility. He was starting to open up. Um, some family things changed as well. His mom passed away, unfortunately. So that kind of made him feel a little bit more like, all right, time for a new change. And so just a lot of things just started to happen in our lives. Um, I actually suffered a miscarriage at the end of last year, which oh, I never shared. I not, can't believe I'm sharing it right now, but I haven't shared that publicly. Um, oh and so after that miscarriage, I literally came to California because my best friend lives here. And I just wanted some time to get away just for a few days or so. Um, and we were talking and the thought about California just popped into my head. And I was like, you know, this is a possibility. I never thought I would live in California. California people are weirdos. I don't know. Like, what do you do? <laughs> But maybe. Y'all not weird. I promise you. Exactly. You're not weird, Californians. You're not. Um, But that's just, you know, New York, we think we're the best coast. All of that. Uh Um, But so that was there. And then I I just happened to text him and my husband and I said, you know, what about California? I know we talked about Florida. I know you didn't like Texas. What about California? And surprisingly, this was in October of 2018. And so remember February 2018, he said, no way, New York is it, we're not leaving. Um, And by October, he said, you know what? Yeah, I could see that. So then I sent him some homes and he said, that's beautiful. He said, okay, yeah, let's talk about this. This is actually something we could explore. So I said, okay. And let's say that was like a Friday that I had that conversation. I kid you not, I get on the plane, I come back home um, that Monday there's an email in my inbox from Google that says, hey, we reached out to you last year. You said that going to California was no way ever going to happen in your life. Just want to know, has anything changed? Wow. And I'm like, God, say what? What, right. what, what, you, trying to tell me? what you trying to tell me? <laughs> so that to me was like, whoa, you just opened your heart to the possibility of California. Your husband is on board miraculously with no argument. And now the company of a lifetime is saying, have you changed your mind? Let's just revisit. Right. So I explored this whole process and I'm here. Californians are not weird. I'm a Californian now <laughs> and we've moved and we've done it. So I say all that to say that, yeah, it was hard. It wasn't easy, but because of all the things that have transpired, because I feel like this was ordained, I, I tell people, but like I feel like because people were like you're not nervous like you're just upping and leaving you're uprooting your family well no because I feel like God told me to like I feel right. like this was supposed to happen so I don't feel nervous I feel like we're supposed to be here in this season of our lives um and so the transition was smooth he literally he works a, a, a job where he's very is flexible he um is in real estate oh. it doesn't matter where he is and what's going on um so that wasn't an issue my daughter is four so she's not in real school so right. it's okay for her to just pick up right now um and it just all worked together it was just yeah, all aligned God. it was just amazing that was really really smooth and you know what I liked is that and I'm not saying that I like that you guys kind of had turmoil but there was a period that you took to work through it not even realizing that you were working through mm-hmm. those emotions because mm-hmm. guys moving ain't no joke like we don't <laughs> I've done it. And the opportunity is always like, it's one of those things that kind of lingers over our shoulders all the time because that's Mm -hmm. my husband's industry. So at any moment they can come to us and be like, Hey, we want you in Timbuktu. Mm -hmm. And you know, if the things work out, then we got to go. So it's not, it's not an easy process. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you go through that and those emotional things happen and then it kind of just falls in place. Now you're at your happy point that I'm really excited to hear that that worked out for you and your family and that everybody Mm -hmm. is comfortable because in anything that we do, 
if the husband ain't with it, you know, it mm-hmm. makes it a lot harder to do. Can you do yep. it? Yes. But God, sometimes you're just like, I don't want to do this if you're not mm-hmm. going to support me. Exactly. Team, and I don't feel like creating attention in this partnership. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be. So it just makes exactly. it a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, I'm personally not designed for that tension. Like if mm-hmm. there's tension at home, I don't do well. So mm-hmm. it's great to hear that that kind of worked out. Okay. So now we're at Google. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> like Google. Yay. I know a girl that works at Google. <laughs> I would say that forever, Dorian. <laughs> All right, so now we're at Google. I'm sure baby girl is like excited out of her mind because California is beautiful. What part of mm-hmm. California did you guys move to? We're in the Bay Area, San Francisco <sighs> Bay Area. So the weather is like right now, it is 1045 in the morning. It's already 80 degrees. I'm sitting, I'm looking at the pool. Like it's just completely opposite from what my life was before. Yeah. <laughs> and she is, she is so happy. She is over the moon she- excited. Yes. Okay. So now we're at Google. Your career girl is still going. Uh, mm-hmm. You designed a business that could go anywhere, which I love. Mm-hmm. So what are you thinking as far as how this all plays together? You know, yeah. so what's that looking like now? So I am in a space with your career girl where thank God it's like you said, it's, it's going and it's growing and and all of that. So I'm in a season right now of just scaling and building that. So I still, like we talked about before, have, I consider myself having people say, Oh, so you still have a side hustle. No, I have two full-time jobs. So I work two jobs. Um, And so this is something that I'm really committed to. This is something that's around. And so I'm building out my team. I'm building out, you know, I'm getting employees, I'm getting systems in place and I'm doing things where it can run without, me or mm-hmm. it can run in, in spite of what else I may be doing because right. I do when I'm working I, and I've been blessed that the jobs that I've had are okay with me having a business it's not something I need to hide and be afraid right. of and and so all of this so but I also give my all I give 110 percent at my and my nine to five so I wanted to make sure that this can still run even when I am giving my attention to work um, that things are still happening in the business so I'm just so happy with the space that we're in where this is going to continue to grow. Your career grow is something that I see being around for a long time. I see it something being huge and growing and building and impacting thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of women's lives. Mm-hmm. And so I'm currently setting it up so that this could, that can happen. Yes. And I'm sure that it will. I'm absolutely positive that that will be a thing. <laughs> uh, so let's have some girl chat really quickly. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the good stuff. We know that things are just going extremely well for you. Has there ever been a time while you have been working your full-time job and still building your career girl at the same time? Has there ever been a time where you felt like maybe you were in too deep or not doing exactly what you were supposed to do? Like what was the struggle? Cause I'm sure there's, plenty um mm-hmm. as any entrepreneur can tell you like it's a struggle daily right but what was one of those struggles that kind of made a significant impact on how you kind of do business now hmm, yeah so there's, there's been so many times if I think about what stands out the most it's probably um about a year and a half ago where I went through a serious case of burnout and I talk about it on my podcast and that mm-hmm. to this day has been one of the what most well-received episodes that I've done I've really just was real and open and raw about it but it's you know I'm a high achiever like your career girl is for high achievers your career girl is for like me <laughs> like I'm the <laughs> ideal client and so right. when I talk about being a high achiever and wanting the most and doing your best and all this stuff I actually do those things as well and so I wanted my career to be amazing at work and I also wanted it to be amazing with my business and so I was just going hard I was working with clients first thing in the morning, 6 a.m. And I have clients all over the, in, in the UK and I'm doing their schedule. And then I'm getting my daughter ready for school. And then I'm going to work all day. Then I'm commuting home. Then I'm doing it again. And I'm thinking of strategies and, you know, I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating properly. I'm just unhealthy. I'm just all these things. My mind is clouded. And then I just got burned out. And to me, that manifested in just not doing anything. So I went from be, running on all cylinders doing everything, being everything for everyone to, I can't do anything. I can't post on Instagram. I can't do this podcast episode. I can't show up for my clients in the way that I would want to. I'm just going to be on my couch and do absolutely nothing. Um, And so I literally took a hiatus from everything for months. I think it was like three, four months. I didn't 
do a, a podcast episode. I kind of like scaled down on my business. It just was not a good time. It was very dark for me. Um, thankfully, I, I got through that. Like I realized that just having a support system and having good girlfriends and my husband was like, come on, you, you know what you're meant to do. You know what this is supposed to be. You need to snap out of this. Um, got a therapist. I got back to church. Like I just did a lot of things that really helped me get my mind to be where it needed to be. And the big lesson though that I learned from that is that I'm not superwoman. Like as much mm-hmm. as I would like to say that I am, as much as I would like to think that I am, I'm not perfect. I can't do everything. I need to have a team. I need to take breaks. I need to take care of myself. I need to be honest with how much I can take on. I need to ask for help. All of these these big lessons that came from that, um, I was able to use that to one, share my testimony with my audience, mm-hmm. um, and two, um, just learn how to change the my process to make sure that doesn't happen again. And so now I'm very deliberate about how much hours I give to both my nine to five and to my business. I'm deliberate about how much time I spend with my family. I'm deliberate about trying, trying, trying to work out more (laughs) and to eat better (laughs) and to be healthy and to do all of those things because I don't want that to happen again. It was also a big realization to me that because of my business, you know, needing me to, to be there, if I don't take care of myself, if I'm burnt out, if I'm not in a good space, the business can't run. So yes, I can hire people to help, but, my brain needs to be running on all cylinders. I need right. to be able to strategize and think and create. And if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm like the biggest asset for this. And if right. I'm not taking care of myself, then it's, it's just not going to happen. So oh, that that's was something I had to overcome. That's a really powerful statement. And I think so many times we are fearful of the slowdown. Uh, and I share it with you offline, you know, and it's in another podcast interview, in another podcast show, I kind of just share my story from a slowdown standpoint when we had summer, she's nine months now. But I think that was one of the biggest things that I feared when I slowed down was that I was going to lose relevancy and that I was weak or that I was a failure and that I wasn't doing something right because me, Kay Whitaker, the girl that's always got it together for Instagram, got to fall off for a minute. And that can do something to your psyche. So you mentioned hiring a therapist. Can you talk about that for a minute? Because black girls, chocolate girls, vanilla girls, whoever you are, therapy is real, okay? (laughs) And it is not something to be taken lightly. Like, it's a real thing. People get paid a lot of money to be therapists for a reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is so that they can work through our crazy and help us balance ourselves out. So can you talk about, was therapy a hard decision for you? Or was it something that you were like, no, I need to go talk to somebody. Like, I need to be sitting on somebody's couch right now. So it wasn't, it was hard, but not in the sense that you would think. So my background, if I wasn't doing HR, diversity and inclusion, your career girl, I'd be a therapist. So I went to school for psychology. I got accepted into Columbia's clinical psychology program. Like that was the path. Life happened. So it didn't happen that way. So I, but I, I value it. I know that it's important. So that wasn't it. The hard part was actually finding a therapist. I specifically wanted a black woman Mm -hmm. um, who could who would get me and understand I've, I've had short bouts with therapy before and because I didn't necessarily feel, and not to say like, this is in no way saying if you're black, you need a black one. If you're right. Asian, you need an Asian one, not that, but me specifically, the things I was talking about and the way I wanted to relate to the therapist, I didn't get that in dealing with, you know, other people. So I really wanted to find a therapist that I felt I could relate to. So my first thing, I went on all the sites and tried to find one wasn't working. My best friend actually, who the one who lives in California, she actually is a therapist. Her brand is the Black Girl Doctor. Um, and so she kind of got me together and said, hey, this is what you need to be looking for. She found some people, sourced some people for me. Um, and that's how I was able to actually find someone. Um, but so that was the hard part. It took me months. And so because of that, I'm like, well, you know what? Forget it. I don't need a therapist. And right. you know, I don't want to do this. But I guess the, the moment for me was the, when I had the miscarriage, when I came back and I was like, you know what, I needed to talk to someone because this is, I'm not dealing well with this. This is a traumatic event that just happened to me. And I don't even, I'm not going to let the excuse of I can't find one make me not get the help that I need. So right. finally got one. She's amazing. Um, and it's, it's just helped me in so many ways. Like 
see the blind spots that are there, talk mm-hmm. me through the feelings that I have and just the traumas that I've dealt with and, and all of these things. And I, I just, I cannot speak enough about therapy. And I know that thankfully therapy in the black community and in uh, communities of color is definitely increasing. People it are seeing increasing. the importance. Mm-hmm. People are talking openly about it. Like I love that. Um, but there's still so much work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I, that's like, that is something that no matter all the other self-care things you do, they're all important, but therapy to me should be something else you do. Like it nice. should be something that's added to the, to the routine. And I just can't, I can't talk about it enough about how mm-hmm. positive that impact has been on my life. Okay. And are you still seeing a therapist if you don't mind? Sure. Yeah, I'm still seeing her. Um, we she does virtual. That was part of it. I had, I guess, I had so many like um, specific things that I wanted my therapist, and maybe that's why it was so hard to find one. But yeah, she she does. Um, we do virtual therapy, um, and I meet with her, and she's my accountability partner. And, and I love also it's holistic, so it's not just oh the DSM four book of diseases say that you uh, are mm-hmm. anxiety like it's that. <laughs> But it's holistic. Like we start our sessions with setting intentions and we close our eyes and we talk about this and we, it's, um, we talk about music. I remember in my intake um, with her towards the end, because I am very musically inclined and, mm-hmm. and all these things. And that, so I had told her that, and we closed out the session with just closing our eyes and listening to music. Like that is so therapeutic, the words and just like the, the melody, like she's amazing. <laughs> she I is amazing. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's just, it's really holistic and it's really, the science is there, but the feelings are there too. And, right. and so it's just in a great experience. I, I, first, I see myself being with her for a long time. Oh, I love that. I love that. So we, we made the decision and for you, it's a little different. I know for me, myself, you know, when I realized that there, and yeah, it's, I wasn't honest with doctors, you know, you have a baby and they ask you these very basic questions. Do you feel mm-hmm. like killing yourself? No, I don't feel like killing myself. <laughs> do you feel like hurting your baby? No, I don't. I don't feel like mm-hmm. hurting her, but I do feel empty and there's no place for me to say that this is the feeling. So you kind of get skipped over because you yeah. don't realize that, you know, depression is not about suicide. I, I don't want to kill myself. I don't want to harm my baby. I don't want to harm my fa- family, but there's something in me. I'm not crying all day, every day. I just don't feel right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I don't have a space to say that I don't feel right, a lot of times you'll overlook it. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm finding nothing wrong with me, but no, really there is. So I know for me, I had to almost self diagnose and be like, Hey, and my husband was, He's like, yo, you know, baby, um, <laughs> like he's snapping me again, you know, like what's going on? And I was like, man, maybe I'm depressed. And, you know, to say that is, you know, first of all, you got to realize that something's going on. So for me, it was hard just even being able to realize that that might have been a thing that I was dealing with mm-hmm. because I never thought that I would deal with the form of depression because life is okay. Bills mm-hmm. was getting paid, business was rocking and rolling. I was still being able to do everything that I had set out to do, but I wasn't completely taking care of me. So I admire the fact that you realized that something was going on and mm-hmm. didn't just keep going and kind of overlook it, even though you were in a space where you didn't have exactly what you wanted from the therapist. You made a decision to say, okay, look, I cannot use the excuse that I can't find one. I need to really get this done. And I think for all of us, Black woman, white woman, whoever, you know, if you expect, because we juggle a lot, right? We're moms. So you got that hat. In your case, you've got your nine to five that you have to be great for. You've got your other nine to five, your career girl that you've got to be great for. You still got to be a wife. You still got to be a good friend. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus wants your attention too. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. there's all of these things. <laughs> like, And I say that jokingly, but for real, you have all of these things that you're responsible to. And, you know, somewhere on that list, we come in. And a lot of times it's at the bottom of the totem pole Mm -hmm. because we feel like we got to take care of everybody else, you know, and if we don't feel like we're doing everything to get that S on our chest, then we feel like we're not doing things well. Uh, So just being able to say, no, nope, enough is enough. You know, mama needs some attention too. Um, That's a really good thing. And ladies, if you are in that position where you feel like something is off, Don't run from the idea that there might be somebody else that can help you through that. Um, The same way you have a skill set that somebody else can't do is the same kind of idea. And that's where I got 
there are therapists that have a skill set to help me get through all of this that I got going on. And that's something that I can't do for myself. So I pay for that in order to get the help. Um, and, you know, look at your insurance. Mm-hmm. See if there's a way that your insurance can help. If you are working, a lot of times employers have benefits that are a part of your benefits that you can go. And it's mental health. It's making sure that you are mentally healthy. There are programs that support that. So go and do the research to find what you need and don't let finances or lack of being able to find somebody be something that holds you back from getting the actual help that you need because you're going to need it. And if you're not whole for yourself, then there's no way you can do anything for anybody else. Exactly. And there's so many resources out there. There's directories, um, you know, therapy for black girls, like you can just Google whatever you need um, therapy for anyone. Like you can do talk space. Like there's so many things Mm -hmm. um, that you can go out there and find. Um, But I, I do think that it's, and it, and it doesn't also even have to be like, I think people think that, oh, if I'm in therapy, it's going to be for the rest of my life. It could be short term. Like if mm-hmm. I wanted what I went to my therapist for, we've already accomplished that. If I wanted to stop, I could, um, but I just don't. And I don't look at it as, you know, I look at it as like in a coach, a coach, right. like a mental coach for me. Um, and I am all, I stay, I'm a person that will always stay with a coach one or two um, at a time because I see the value in being coached. Um, and so it's just something that could just help you, someone to help you get your, your blind spots. You don't have to think of it as a, oh my gosh, I'm crazy and I need all right. this help. And, and maybe you do, maybe there is some mental issue and you do, right? But maybe there's not. So you just right. find out what the sweet spot is and what works for you. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we went through therapy. We kind of crossed through those struggles that we were going through and we kind of got back to a place where you were like, okay, I can recommit to this. So tell me about mm-hmm. the transition back in it because you know mm-hmm. you took a sabbatical for a little while you yeah. took that much needed time off so there was a process to hopping back in did you hop yeah. in the whole thing like okay I'm back or did you try to <laughs> take your time and just uh, slowly integrate yourself back into a place where you are at the capacity that you wanted to be at in this new season Yeah, I think it definitely has been um, a phased approach. The first thing I did was just be honest. Um, Prior to that time, I probably would have just like acted like nothing happened and kind of said it, but I I did a whole podcast episode about it. I wrote to my email list, like I spoke to my clients. I really was just honest about what was going on with me and they were so receptive and so understanding about everything. And then I redid my schedules so that, you know, I don't feel like that I'm at that place again. And now um, some six months later or so I'm now at a space where I'm ready to start like to scale now and hire a team and like so I definitely did it in a phased approach um there's no way I could have started a new job on top of everything back then and now I feel like I'm in a healthier space mentally to be able to prioritize and to be realistic about my time management and all of those things. So it definitely has been a phased approach. I've always been strategic about what I want the end game to be. And then I just worked my way back from there and had to be okay with not running on all cylinders at all times. It was just, then this is the new normal for me and that's totally fine. Okay. So can you talk a little bit before therapy, before the kind of shutdown, were you okay with doing everything on your own or was there plans for you at some point to integrate help into the business? Or was that something that you learned in that process of you kind of taking some time off and getting with somebody else? And now you've come back and you've got fresh perspective on how the operational part of this is going. Like what was Mm -hmm. that process like? definitely fresh perspective. So before everything happened, I would, I'm like, no, I'm a solopreneur. Like I got to do this myself. I need all the coins to come to me. I don't want to do any of these things. Like it was, it was, that was how I was looking at it. Like I'm amazing. Why can't I do this by myself? It's just coaching. Like I can do this and I'm a Jane of all trades. I can do marketing. I can do this. I can do that. Um, and it's working. So why not? And then I realized, wait, that's why you got burned out because you're trying to do too much. Um, and you're not an expert. You don't, you're not good at marketing. How about that? How about you hire someone who is? You're good at coaching. This is what you do. You know how to get people all the way together in their careers and get them get $90,000 raises. That's what you do well. Do that and, and get help doing other things. So through my therapist, actually, we talked about like how, what does like outsourcing look like and what could, you know, what 
what's next and how can I really take this to the next level um and then that was kind of an eye-opener for me and then just seeing signs again God is always speaking to me um, there was something on Instagram someone posted like if you're waiting to be able to afford the team to hire them you'll never hire the team and so I realized you know what I don't know how these people are getting paid right now but I know that I need them in order to get get the coins up to, to get them paid so it's, it sounds counterintuitive but I'm just so ready and I believe in myself and I'm betting on my business and I'm willing to dip into my savings I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to make sure that I set up this business and my team for success because I know by doing that it's going to help the business grow it just that's just the way things work so I would ne- never have thought this uh, six months ago a year ago ever that I would be in this space but I'm ready um, your career girl is here to stay and it's a real life business it's like we're going to be competing with a lot of these people these these you know companies that you know out there right. in this career space so we need to start acting like it so um, you know it was just definitely a new revelation that I'm just jumping into and believing that it's going to happen Okay. So we've got fresh perspective. We've incorporated the idea of adding to ourselves from a career standpoint. What about personally? Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are you, <clears throat> what is your take as a mom balancing all of this on outsourcing personal help? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I've never had a problem with doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I'm able to do that. So, um, my husband is, because again, of the flexibility with his work, he can take on a lot of the kind of domestic quote unquote things. So he's doing pickups and drop offs at school. He's, you know, driving to practices. He's making the oatmeal for breakfast. Like he's doing those things. So that helps. Um, we are hiring, um, now, a, a house keeper somebody just come in and help um, once a week we're thinking of how can we lean on our friends and and people as we build our network to like you know go out places and watch the kids and the kid and do those things like really just thinking of how we can get help and also carving out time for us Mm -hmm. as also carving out times for us as a couple um, to, to get that time together as well. So there's a lot happening, a lot going on, um, but we are I'm not afraid to ask for help in, in that arena. Um, this is my first kid. She's only four. I am not an expert on being a mom, so I will talk to other moms. I will read books. I will read articles. Um, I will go back to her at four years old and apologize for the way that I handle the situation because I feel like, you know, hey, mommy could have handled that better. And so I'm sorry for blowing up at you last night. Um, and so I was like, that's okay, which is, oh, just melts my heart. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, it's just, it's something, I'm, I'm a believer in outsourcing in all areas of life. And I want to also be that for other people. I want to help moms. I'll take a, a kid off somebody's hands and like, let's, I'll take them to the park. You go get a break. I'll go to my, you know, friend's house after having her third kid and make dinner for the night. Like, I'll right. do that because I also want that for myself. So Absolutely. It. That's a really good thing that I, I talk to a lot of moms and they're like, oh no, well, it, I don't want to do this. Because, oh, I can handle it. I'm the mom. My girlfriend, please listen. There is nothing in this household that somebody else can't touch. I promise you that. Okay. I'm not a cook. My husband didn't hire me because I didn't cook. he didn't marry, he hired me. He didn't marry me because I cook. That happened, okay? So cooking not gonna happen I know how to warm up a good meal and I know how to make the basics but if mm-hmm. you want to have like a like a, a downright like funky good time on some food mama can you come over here or I'll buy the ingredients I'll bring them to the house I'll bring the pots but most of the time she come over here and cook because that's not what I do and he loves her food it's great <laughs> uh, I love it too I grew up it's on a it. win-win it's a win-win for everybody <laughs> you know I'm not going to the grocery store I don't do that I I use mm-hmm. platforms like Instacart, you know. I, oh, yes. Instacart is a life changer. Yeah. Life changer, Instacart. Grocery store? I'm not doing that. <laughs> for what? I mean, that hour that I'm going to spend in the grocery store, somebody else, I can pay the little convenience fees for somebody else to do it. I know what I want. It's going to save me money. Even paying the convenience fees, I'm going to save money because every time I go into a store, I have a list. and it, I don't care what's on the list. You know, I got sticky fingers and stuff just end up in my basket. Like it just hops in the basket. So I always spend $500 more than what I was supposed to. So I'm saving money. Mm -hmm. But I know that for me, Mm -hmm. those are my areas of, I ain't doing it. The cleaners, they drop off the clothes. You know, there's just stuff in my Mm -hmm. personal life that 
yes, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, and this is my house, and I am the queen of my house, and ain't nobody going to come in here and do anything outside of what I want them to do, but what I want them to do, they will do. So if she got to come clean up, she come and clean up. You know, I'm not tripping because the sock is on the floor. Kids, I've got four of them, three of them, which have two hands, two feet. Go clean up. I'm not doing that. You do that. You know, we all have to contribute to being equal participants in this household. So it's really good to hear that you're okay with outside help. And moms, yeah. if you're not, I'm not judging you. I know some moms that want to kind of do it all themselves. And, you know, I, I got one girlfriend, like she cooked breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm like, homegirl, how do you do that? Like, mm. I don't even have the energy <laughs> to get up and cook breakfast. Like my kids don't even see me before school because I'm not mm-hmm. functioning. <laughs> at 630. <laughs> I'll text you mm-hmm. when I wake up. I love you. When you come home, I'm all yours. But at six o'clock, mm-hmm. you're gonna eat cereal if it's up to me, okay? And I'm okay with that. You, you have to do you have to do what works for you. And I think a lot of us are caught up in like what we're supposed to do as moms and wives. And if I listen to what I'm supposed to do, my family is, you know, they're Jamaican, they're oh yeah, Christian to the core, all these things. So there's a lot of traditional values. And I remember, you know, a family member member who shall remain nameless said to me like, oh, why is your husband doing the women things in the house? And that set me off. I had to have an emergency therapy session because that <laughs> set me off. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's their perspective. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know what I bring to the table. I know what my husband brings to the table. Um, I believe in gender roles as a construct. They're things that I, right. you know, I'll do whatever, fine. But I choose. I choose to subscribe to some of them. And some right. of them I choose not to. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay that my daughter sometimes has to watch the iPad because mommy has a coaching call and I'm okay with that. And she has to be quiet with the headphones and she knows that once I'm off, she knows I'm all hers. We'll play. We'll do what we need to do. I am a multifaceted woman in this century and this is what we do and this is what I'm doing and it just is what it is. So right. and I'm not going to clean. I don't clean. It is what it is. I don't go to supermarkets. I hate them. It is what it is. And that's that. And that's what it is. And I think that's comforting or it should be comforting to some women that are listening that might be struggling with those traditions. I think the whole objective, at least my goal for this show is to make sure that we're creating our own, our own modern, our own traditions and, you know, kind of tearing down those old ideologies of what you're supposed to do or what you have to do. And you create your own have to do's. You create Mm -hmm. your own what I'm supposed to do because it's your family. And that is what matters. It's the core. And then everybody else that's outside of it, if they don't like it, so what? Who cares? You're not going to sleep with them at night. Nobody mm-hmm. else is paying your bills. As long as you and your partner are in a good space and it works for the two of you, then you raise your children the way you're going to raise your children. And that outside influence doesn't matter. Get some help. If you want the help, get some help. If you don't want to vacuum the floor, don't vacuum the dang mm-hmm. old floor. Like, mm-hmm. don't do it. I don't. You know, and I, I'm not ashamed to say that I don't. I will gladly sit on the couch with my feet up while my children vacuum or I'll, I have my, <laughs> I had a cleaning lady come once a month and say, hey, girl, you know, I don't even clean up for the cleaning lady. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, I got to clean up for the cleaning lady to come. That's not what I do because I hired her for a purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how, even how I got there. <laughs> so, <laughs> Talk about gender roles. We don't subscribe to them. So yeah, that's we'll do that, you know. <laughs> I breastfeed the baby and, you know, my husband can't, but he gets up at night. Mm-hmm. I'm not waking up at two o'clock. Okay. I don't want to. He sleeps light. It's not that he wants to get up, but he sleeps lighter than I do. At two o'clock, she don't want nothing. She don't want nothing. She just wants to get up <laughs> and she want to play. Mm-hmm. I'm not waking up. I, girl, you better play with your daddy because if you don't, you're going to be up by yourself. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm yep. not the mom that's stressed out and I'm, I'm sleepless because my husband gets all, no, this mm-hmm. is a 50 household based off of what our parameters are and mm-hmm. some stuff he going to do and some stuff I'm going to do. And you know, it just, it is what it is. So yeah, I think all in all, I was trying to say, good job. <laughs> 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 and then I got a 
off on a tangent, ladies. <laughs> kind of what I do. Y'all know how it goes sometimes. <laughs> okay, Dora. So what is one thing that you could share with a woman that might be in a particular situation where you are, She maybe she's not moved yet or she's thinking about doing something different? Because I think that's the whole essence of really what we talked about. Your difference was the shutdown just to kind of give yourself some space to really recollect, get with somebody to help you work through what you needed to work through. And then you made the changes both in both of your careers. You decided to move. Your family kind of went through those adjustments to do that. What is a woman that's listening to us right now kind of battling with these things and not really sure what's next for her? What are some of the things that you would advise for her in this season of her life? Yeah, I, the first thing, and this is like, if anyone's ever heard me speak anywhere or anything, you know, you know what I'm about to say. But the first thing is just to, to get clarity it's hard to understand what the next step is. It's hard to know, like, should I be doing this or, or X or Y or what decision should I make? If you don't even know where you're headed, if you don't even know what the ultimate is. I talked about before knowing what my end goal is and then just kind of working backwards from there. And I believe that to the core. So take the time. It's okay if you're not moving forward. It's okay if you're not making a decision. Just press pause, take the time to get clear on what is it that you want? What is it you want in your life? I remember sitting down with my husband as we were mapping out whether or not I should say yes to this opportunity. We talked about what, what quality of life, this is a recommendation for my therapist, what quality of life do we want to have? Everything we want, lavish life, simple life, like what, what does it look like? Cleaning lady, no cleaning lady, vacation, blah, blah, blah. Just map that out what does, does, and then what's the next decision that's going to get us there and so just really being clear about what do you want for your life what do you want for your career what do you want for the relationships just everything that you want it may take you in a day it may take you a month whatever time and every time you need to really get clear on what's next for you start there once you have that then okay let's let's put together a plan strategize your actions figure out how do i get there what do i need do i need to go back to school do i need to change jobs do i need to move do i need to get rid of some of the the friends i have do i need to stay right where i am and just kind of re reset and and kind of go take it up a notch like what what needs to happen for me but you can't know what to do if you don't know where you're headed and what you want that's good stuff, guys. You got it there. So, Dorian, what, what do we have to look forward to from you here in our near future? Oh, my gosh, so much. Just look out for uh, me to just take over in the diversity and inclusion space. That's my goal, putting that out there um, <laughs> as far as my nine to five. But then also with your career, girl, just building, um, connecting more opportunities for community. Um, you know, if you go to follow me on social media, just keep up with me as far as where I'm speaking and all that. Um, but I, I'm here to, again, eliminate that pay and leadership gap for women of color in corporate America. And so anything that has to do with that, that's where I'll be. That's what I'll be doing. I'll be speaking. I'll be, um, you know, empowering people. I will be coaching. I'll be doing all those things with that end goal in mind. Good deal. And where can I find you? yourcareergirl.com um deeper than work is the podcast so deeper than work.com and um instagram your career girl yep and there it is lady thank you dorian for coming thank you that. so much this was so much fun thank you so yes, much i'm so excited all right ladies that's our episode uh dorian and i are gonna hop off but make sure you go and connect with her on instagram and over on our website make sure you let her know that you heard her on the show yes. uh if you need some career help y'all this is your lady this is your girl this is where you want to go go see her it's legit you heard her say ninety thousand dollar pay increases it's no game okay <laughs> <laughs> but that's the show ladies we will be back on next week with another girl chat but for now we will say goodbye bye, bye. Girl. hey girlfriend it's that time if you love this episode i really want to know uh please subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a five-star review telling me what you love or your takeaway was and who you'd like to hear on the show by leaving your review, it helps to continue to provide awesome content and it also helps us to book guests that you love and want to hear from. As a token of my appreciation for your review, I'd like to send you a gift. I've compiled a list of my favorite Boss Mom resources that help keep me balanced, focused, energized, and sane, and I want to send that list to you. To get a copy of my favorite things, all you have to do is leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, and email it to podcast at kwerdica.com, and I'll send you out the list within 24 hours. That's it. 
Until the next episode, be sure to connect with me everywhere. I'm all over the place. It's Kay Whitaker. This conversation has been great. It's been amazing. And I cannot wait to see you on the next episode.